When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the morning after on KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the morning after STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. 707 in St. Louis, you are listening to TMA from the Michelob Ultra Studios. Welcome, friends, to the Munganass, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota. 7 o'clock hour, Timothy Michael McKernan, Douglas Elvin, Vaughn, Kenneth Higgistro, the Plowhawk Action Jackson with you on a program that wants you to get involved today in particular because we are a week from All Hallows' Eve and things are going to start to get spooky here oh. on TMA. You guys going to dress up? Anyone got a costume? Yeah, my... Uh... My boys uh, make me uh, dress up, so uh, whatever they want me to uh, dress up uh, as, oh. uh, I will uh, do. No decision yet on that? On I am Ward Cleaver. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Hugh Beaumont. They even know what that is? Oh, yeah. A Ward Cleaver? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah Leave It to Beaver, very popular with six-year-olds. Hmm. I was thinking just the other day that I think the most... Romantic thing I ever heard was Wally Cleaver when he went on his blind date. I mean, if if you want to know how to get to a girl's heart, uh-huh. and Wally Cleaver gave the lesson. He went on a blind date, and his mother told him, now, Wally, when you see the girl, it's very important that you compliment her mm-hmm. right away. And so Wally, when he met the girl, looked her right in the eye and said, gee, you don't sweat much for a fat girl. See? Can't it, teach that. Yeah. If, if that doesn't win a girl over, I don't know what would. You know, the dirtiest. Online, he calls himself a Latino man 559. <laughs> the dirtiest thing I ever said on that show, which you probably wouldn't get through the censors today, is, Ward, don't you think you're a little hard on the beaver last night? Uh, who said that? June? This 53-year-old <laughs> is bringing candy. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Gosh, I didn't think we'd take it that way. Uh, good morning. I'm going to be Tim for Halloween. That's from the Veiled Prophets. Oh, stop it. It's not an easy cop. Most people can't pull it off just from a physical no. stature standpoint. Yeah. You have to be, you know, amputated. Most most people. Would that be your tibia or your fibula? One I guess you could cut both of them. Yeah. That was a bit, by the way. Sketch? No, a bit. It's too short to be a sketch. Your little joke was a, a, a bit? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Well, all right, that's how it starts. I yeah, but it starts strong. Three one four eight eight one TMA five. They're coming in. Uh, pitch out, nothing doing. That's from <laughs> the bastard James Hahn. Swing and a miss, Ken. That's from Maxwell oh, Hung. Gosh. If Doug gets too spooked, tell him he can take his shirt off, and I will hold him. 
That's from Wedding Tackle. You can submit thoughts like that, courtesy of the EDF Group text inbox. Call in. Let's really focus on the phone lines today. Do we have? Is the board? It's loaded up. It is. Isn't that phone could be off, and I would for a week. Right. I wouldn't you can't even. See. I wouldn't even know. No. Six three six nine zero zero four TMA, and of course, email in. Four-hour design air heating and cooling email of the day. Speaking of All Hallows' Eve, Doug, design air. Uh, boy, you better get that uh, furnace tuned up here super fast, Jack, it's because coming. for uh, All Hallows' Eve next week, oh, the day after, I guess. Is that All Saints' Day or All Souls' Day? All Saints' Day. All, all Saints' day. day. All Holes' Day. It's not All Holes' Day. It's All Saints' Day. Uh, today, uh, well, Friday, high 82. Let's just go out there and see how far we can hit the golf ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Wednesday, high of 43. Hello? Oh. Vivian? Low of 29. On Thursday. Get the furnace tuned up with Seth Goldcamp. It's time. The hell? It's time now. Designairservice.com. Click book now. And then the next thing you know is Seth or one of his technicians is going to be out there. Oh, your furnace is tuned up now. Thank you. See you next October. See you next November. No, leave the R off. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's Design Air Heating and Cooling, the official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McCurden Show podcast. Jackson, how do you feel about a QFTA today? I'm locked in. Are you locked in? Yep. I don't think I have anything after 11, and that is a very special treat. Take so, the day off. What's that? Take the day off. What do you mean? Maybe you got nothing to do. Take the day off. Well, I mean, I'm here. Yeah, but if you have nothing to do, why are you here? Oh, my word. I think he means after the shows. Right. At 11, after the shows. After I entertain the millions on Balloon Party. Well, that's what I meant. Go home at 11. Have, enjoy your day. Well, I, I also have a responsibility to do the podcast. Oh, okay. There you go. So there's that, Doug. It's been tended okay. to. Send your emails in. I'd really like an erotic story. Hmm. We had a rush of them. Did you say we had a glut in August? I enjoyed the tales from the club. I wish we that could was uh, that caller back. Luke. Yeah, flew too close to the sun. Yeah, I did. I'd like to bring that back. Yeah, he got cucked by a member of the Blues Defense Corps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a bad beat for yeah. him. I Shared that maybe. story. Then he started talking about girls he was banging. But then his girlfriend heard him talking about it mm-hmm. on the show. Well, other people have tales from the club. It's not just him. He's not the only one on the nightclub sure circuit. Yours. Uh, T-M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N at InsideSTL.com. I mean anything. And everything is welcome. And I'm still offering $150 to somebody who can piss me off. Really? It's that hard? Or you just well, don't care anymore? <laughs> That's what it was. I've, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm approaching your state of nirvana. Yeah. Go. Oh, okay. But the, the issue is, I think one guy keeps trying to do it, but he keeps doing it from a burner account. Got to use your real account. So you can come after him? No, 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 no. But that's the Venmo. whole point. You can't Venmo. Well, there's the, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a fine observation, Iggy. You're exactly right. Um, so, yeah. See, let's, let's, do, let's, oh. let's do it today. And you want people to insult you? Uh, I don't know. I, what I'm trying to find out is, like, when is the last time something on this program made you angry? Made me angry? Well, I don't think ever. <laughs> that's my point. Oh. You're pissing me off right now. Oh, No. Doug Vaughn Nirvana. Mm. That's, yeah. that's, that's, I'm trying to see if I've achieved it. I don't know. 
So that's why, but, but I can't, and I'm offering $150. It's like on Wide Berth Wednesdays when I offer yeah. the people on Balloon Party uh, $30 to send in a, a topic that makes my synapses fire. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and that happens on Wide Berth Wednesdays. Wide Berth, yeah. And also Thoroughfare Thursdays. Nailed it. Nobody has yet been able to place a cockleburr in your saddle. I know. And I want it. I want it. Like, I you want it. You want to be angry? I want to see if I can be angry. Oh. That's what I'm saying. T-M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N at InsideSTL.com. Or uh, the app. Well, they can't insult your family or something like that. Yeah, I mean, that, but, you know, I mean, that, that's, that's happened before. You just kind of go. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Jeez. Nobody, nobody dislikes you. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I think we all know that's not the case. But I'm saying Doug Von Nirvana. How does one achieve it? Doug, how does one achieve? Why don't you, you just tell the listeners? You just kind of get old and numb to everything. You <laughs> feel like you've kind of seen and heard pretty much everything you're going to see and hear. I had lunch with one of our wonderful clients yesterday. You know who his name was? I'll tell you. It was Initials? Tim Burkhart. Oh. Sorry, I blew the game, didn't I? No, I talked to Tim, too. Oh, I didn't talk to him. I texted him. And he got right back to me. Um, it's about donating some booze for a gobble bowl. Who is? Tim Burkhart. Nice bottle of Malagra tequila, probably. Oh, some other things. Okay. Good man. There you go. William Grant and Sons. Malagra tequila. Buyer. And so we were having lunch yesterday with the delightful Patrick Keeley. Uh, downstairs, and then Kelly Hanna, our general sales manager, came down. We were just talking it over, and I said, here's the thing. Um, I think the show, in years from now, because rarely in the moment is it acknowledged that it, it may be at, it, Doug, would you call it its zenith? You like that term, its zenith? Well, I don't know. But don't I've, know. I've seen the errors. I've seen it all. I've okay. had them all. I've banged them all, oh. and I've seen them all. Oh. All right? And I would say this may be the best it's been. But in the moment, you can't say that. You always got to talk about how it was better in the good old days. But that's fine. I've been around. I've seen the game. But I said, here's the deal. And I said, it's because all these different personalities, you know, with all the diversity of being 20-something white men, 30-something white men, 40-something white men, and 60-something white men, that is diverse. And so you have a bunch of different life experiences. But I said, the thing about everybody's got their own little thing. I said, here's the thing about that Jackson. Let me tell you about that Jackson. He's 25, and he's already starting to achieve, like, step two of Doug Von Nirvana. Makes him very dangerous. Oh, really? Yeah. And I think I think he has a lot uh, to, to say thank you to his friends from Balloon Party for achieving that. Because he knows he can open up that laptop at any moment. Yeah. And experience seething hatred. Mm. But if at 25, you can kind of go, eh, hillbillies. What are you going to do? <laughs> it's, it's, it's comforting. Well, yeah, pressure makes diamonds. Pressure show, makes diamonds. Yes, Think about it does. that. This show is just that. It's just a show. And you do it for three hours, and you try to get a laugh or two, and then you go home. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I don't know why it's, you know, I'm fortunate enough not to have to be involved in the business side of it where it's, you know, it's real important stuff. So for, in my case anyway... It's just a, a show where you go and you have fun and not worry much about what's said or said about you or to you or <clears> what kind <throat> of hate you get. Who cares? Just a show. Well, that kind of sums up Doug Varner Nirvana. Yeah. There it is. See if you can achieve it. 
Doug Vaughn Nirvana. Mm. It's a T-shirt waiting to happen. Three one four eight one TMA five. That's how you can text and call in six three six nine zero zero four TMA. Uh, hey Tim, do you really not get upset, or are you like Ken, where everything bothers him, but he just keeps saying it don't bother me? Oh, and it said it don't bother yeah, me. I say it doesn't. That's from Tracy Woodson. I make diamonds on Doug's prostate. What does that mean? Oh, that, yeah. I make diamonds on Doug's prostate. Dude, it is awesome. Hey, Tim. Uh, hey, Tim. Know. I know you were going to tell a story, but I also talked to Tim Burkhart. So let me tell my story first. That's from Hey Man, mm. He Man. Oh. Yeah. Well, if you heard the story, it was me giving praise to a great sponsor. That's what I was doing. So apologize for that. Mm. Uh, hey Man, He Man, your apology. You can call in. Board's full, but we'll make way for you. Okay. 636-9004-TMA. Or, yeah, of course... <laughs> <laughs> That's how. See, Jackson had an upper hand, though. What was the upper hand, Plowhawk? He listened to this show when he was a kid, and he heard us talk about how miserable the listeners are. So I, I feel like he, he joined this program with maybe that in the back of his head. And uh, I think he just has a good head on his shoulder, and he kind of knows how to brush it off. I think the most important thing to always keep your mind on is that sometimes what you're hearing is the very vocal minority as opposed to the silent majority. Yeah, but I like going Doug, Richard him. Nixon. Yeah. So you kind of got to take that. If you're like, ah, this one person's like really upset about this, but there's like probably thousands of other people that don't give a damn. So why would I focus well, on that's the true. one person? That's like people think that the, the only people listening to the show are the people on the fan page. Who cares what they say? That's like a 1% of the listening audience are on the fan page. Yeah. The fan page is so fun. Ah, it's just a show. That's all it is. <laughs> just a few laughs. Laughs and scratches. You yeah. like that? You like that? Yeah. Laughs and scratches. Mm-hmm. Do you secretly leave the show and kind of get disappointed? Like, man, I left that hot take on the table. No, it's kind of like guys who've who've had real traumatic experiences. You know, war experiences. You just forget it, try to erase it from your mind. That you know, couldn't like, possibly have happened. I, I couldn't have said those things. That's not me. You walk out, the sun hits you. Like, haven't mm-hmm. seen daylight. It feels like it. <laughs> we do share this in common. Yeah. We forget what we talk about for the three hours. Oh, yeah. Because oftentimes, in particular now, with, a, with sales meetings or meeting with people and the staff individually, or I guess clients as well, something will come up from the show earlier in the day, and then I'll look at them, and I go, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, look who's here. Ours is the type of show where friends feel they can drop in oh, at any time. Oh, I knew it. I'm sorry, Doug. Are we interrupting? I thought you guys needed some coffee. I didn't want to oh, come in during... A segment. That's why I asked you you're on a break. Wait, do you break? Did you bring like the one that pump? Like, yeah, pump it up. what's the deal with the coffee? There's oh. a, there's some suspicion about this coffee today. Just for the record, learn. No, there's no Rafe. coffee in the oh, break room, and I know Riz always makes a pot to bring into the studio. <laughs> can we address? <laughs> while you guys are in here, can we address Pgate? Yes. Uh, oh, I, I, I took the end of it. I apologize. Yeah, we're, we're, we're text on, inbox? but it doesn't really matter. I don't know if you want to see this. It can get a little rough in here. Mm-hmm. You guys hey. have a text inbox? Yes. Yeah. They actually, how is it? How is it? Here, take a mic. I'm gonna go get some. I'm gonna go get some cream. Take the mic. Yeah, they hate us. What is that a double what was happening? Was that a double ent- about? We just cre- we, I, oh. Uh, oh, Doug von Nirvana. He doesn't care about anything. Yeah, he doesn't care about anything. Yeah, I, I kind of got old and numb and. Really, I'm at nothing, your level now. Yeah, nothing. It's like half a Nirvana's me, catalog. Nothing embarrassing. <laughs> me anymore. My spirit guide. Just whatever. Yeah, I want to be your spirit guide. <laughs> so, P Gate. Uh, Rafe, let's talk about it. Learn. My 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 not on. Oh yeah, my headphones are up. Yeah, hey, you're good. Huh? There's no well, light on. I don't know. I never know what. Oh really? On this thing? Well, it's I a hope janitorial is. closet, as you know. <laughs> right next to the bathroom. That's right. It smells good in here. I think that's Doug's musk. Oh. 
like a Victor Mature type musk. <laughs> I know it's a car noir when I smell it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there, were, there were puddles of urine by the, by the, the toilet. Lauren's going into the text inbox. That's my name. <laughs> Keep, I'm listening to you. Uh, you. You observed puddles of urine by the toilet. What are you doing in there anyway? I thought that was like... I, all, women are allowed to go... No, I know that. This wasn't a statement. This wasn't a statement. I'm just surprised because it can be a can be a vile place in there. It is. I have Plowhawk to... had an unfortunate incident from with Casey, your next-door yeah. neighbor. Yeah. I had to lift up my bell-bottoms um, because... <laughs> There was so much urine on the ground. Oh. <laughs> I, I did not want my beautiful bell bottoms, Doug, to get sogged ah. by some rando's urine puddle. Oh, oh, oh rando. Cut that off. <laughs> Rafe is, is making now. himself at home. There it is. No, we, That's what we it sounds like when you guys are finishing in there. We, oh. yeah, we heard that you guys th- thought it was Rafe. Well, we hear Rafe go in. You have a great it. stream. Yeah, I have a very strong. wide urethra. I get it done. Oh, but... don't say urethra. It's almost like there's little pebbles in it. You almost didn't just hear it. Everybody in this whole building has uh, kidney stone. Is ah! that the issue? But think? here's the thing. I sit backwards on the toilet like a cool substitute teacher. Nice. Oh. Reverse so, cowgirl? Yes, yeah, so it's not me. Sick. I go all the way down. And he texted me, um, unwarranted. He said, I sit down when I pee, so it's not me. Out of nowhere. I was like home on an mm-hmm. afternoon, and I wasn't even taught. I'm not even the one who started this. It was, I think Riz is the one. I don't appreciate the allegations towards me, by yeah, the way. We don't appreciate the allegations towards us. We've I, never, you know what? I've never seen Doug angry than he is right now. Look Just, at him. Yeah. No I didn't. I, a journalist, Doug. Here's the thing. I went to Jody's <laughs> office and checked the tapes. Uh-huh. All right? Yep. There was no one. That was the only reason any aspersions were cast on this crew. Okay, there yeah. was no, no one made the corner. Someone between Riz and Moon went in, and they are the perpetrator. <gasps> and we saw no one make the corner in the rest of Radio Row around the hallway, which means they came from this end of the building. No. That was the only reason. Gosh. That could not. Maybe it's not you guys. Maybe it's somebody down the hall. Maybe someone's walking all the way around. You think Randy Carricker could be running an end around? Dude, he could, could be. be. Oh, Very wow, well could be. Somebody, yeah, yeah, somebody's running the hook and ladder the all pocket. the way around. Anyway, I got to go. But I'm oh, sorry. you do? Okay. Sorry to bother you. I'm sorry you're offended, Doug. I'm not offended by anything. <laughs> What's the hat say? I'm an elder emo. Elder emo. Respect your elder emo. Stop accusing. Stop accusing me. Ladies and gentlemen, Rafe, learn from the Riz Show, dropping by with Iggy's coffee. Now Iggy doesn't have to get up and leave in the middle of the segments for coffee. It's right here in front of you. Well, there's no coffee in there to get. Well, they just poured you a cup. Yeah, that's they? it's empty now. There's no coffee in the break room. And I know that Riz always makes a pot in the morning and brings it into the studio. He never leaves the studio. So I asked Leonard if you had any coffee in there. She goes, yeah, come get it. And I said, are you on a break? And she just walked in with it. Oh, okay. Quit right. tiptoeing around, Rafe. You know who it is. That's from KG and O-Town. Yeah, well, he doesn't know who you are, so... <laughs> oh, he didn't need to insult him. Have we confirmed it isn't learn-making puddles? Some girls hover. Maybe she's just missing the turlet herself. Oh. Also, I 100% believe Iggy sits to pee. He thinks slash knows learns sits her bare ass on that seat. It turns him on to sit there, too. That's from... Beer cats and Doug, as you know, he won the Malagra Tequila Listener of the Month in January. Yeah. We voted in the Jamaican Papal Conclave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure there's did. also guys' butts on there, too, I'm sure. Oh, gosh. Golly. Makes no sense. Golly. Glad she was not here for that text. No, she I can't believe it. someone barged in our studio and said the word urethra. 
It's a good word, though, isn't it? it it's not a bad word. It oh. kind of just shows the respect level. Like, we wouldn't uh-huh. just, you know, barge in and go, hey, Riz, you don't mind pouring. Talking about your bodily functions. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that, Plowhawk. Uh-huh. But you know what? It's the right read on their part. Come on at any time, Doug. Ours yeah. is the type of program. show where friends feel they can drop in at any time. But it does sound like you're opening up, you know, a coat closet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, but... Well, Riz has, so. has said that there's only two people that are allowed to barge into a studio during a, during a show. And you're said, one of them, right? Me and Tim are the only two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When was this said? Uh, yeah, was an the, announcement. It's a staff email. Wasn't it the honeymoon period of us at Hubbard? <laughs> no, last time I was on a show. It's over now, ever since you mm-hmm. texted Tommy on I Sunday think it night. started with Fartgate, or Poopgate, I guess. Well, Shrimpgate. Last, last time I was on the show, he, I, he said, yeah, come in anytime. I said, I'm not just going to barge in while you're doing a show. He goes, yeah, there's two people. Riz has been in here? No, I was on his show. Oh. And he said, there's two people that can come in here during a show. We don't care. It's you and Tim. Man, I kind of well, feel Congratulations. Sliding. Congratulations. You think excited. every show does that? They list, give a list of people who can barge in? Do we have yeah. a list? We have, like I kind of feel like ours is the type of show where friends feel they can drop in right. at any time. So anybody. I would welcome anybody, actually. Yeah. I mean, Casey's come in before. Uh, Learn. Carrie Davis. Moon. Carrie Davison. Davis. Davis. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can I come in? They don't even knock. <laughs> uh, Rafe. So we've had people come in. Yeah. We have the same policy on balloon party. Yeah, come on in. The water's warm oh. is essentially what we say. Okay. I thought Lauren was like, what were you going to talk about? And we all kind of looked at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, <laughs> yeah. really. That's the, that's the thing. Yeah. The audience got to see it or hear it play out live. Mm. We talk and have no idea one moment later what the hell it was that we were talking mm, about. No. Doug, Tony Courtney's in the uh, YouTube chat right now. What's he saying? And he said a, a wide urethra would actually cause you to spray while you pee, which would cause urine on the ground. Urine on the ground isn't usually someone peeing directly on the ground. It's a messy stream. That's from Tony Courtney. So he's possibly implicated himself. Oh. You guys have urethas? Clip that off. Uh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know it's what it is. Our, it's inside. Hole. Yeah, it's a pee hole. <laughs> Jackson said hole. That's what it is. It's an orifice. Mm-hmm. Does a straw have two holes or one hole? Think about it. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. One hole. I think it has two because you could clog one of them up. Wow. Nice, Doug. Well, then the other yeah, one would not work. Yeah, you'd still have a hole. Clip that off. I, 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 I think we hole. need to get more in depth. Doug, how do you clog that hole? Mm. Well, if you just pinched the top of the hole, <laughs> you'd, st- <laughs> you'd still have a hole at the other I'll end that was wide that. open. Yeah, Jackie. Yeah, There's somebody who's hole free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't have any. Right, bad beat. Very bad beat. I, I wasn't around for old Jackie. I have no hole. Yeah, oh, she around. Wow, hole. she predated you? Yeah, and I'm yeah, coming up on my 10-year. Wow, I know we March. did the, uh, what was it, the Inside STL, Doug, was that the fourth anniversary party at Pepper Lounge? Know. How many? Times? Colby Rasmus, Ryan Franklin, Brendan Ryan, Joe Thurston were all in attendance along with the delightful Jessie Jane. Iggy, you know her from Pirates. And, uh, and Jackie was in attendance. I think it was the only event she ever attended. And she was very fond of that producer, Joe. But oh, then yeah. pr- she felt producer Joe spurned her advances, so she called into Charlie mm-hmm. Charlie Tuna show to cast aspersions. Didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> and then Charlie T- Tuna didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. Did we have that clip? Do we have that Good clip by Lucy. chance? Jackie and Charlie Tuna. What a wonderful call. Mm-hmm. 
And she had a thing for Sam Bradford, as we all did. Yeah, she did. She sure did. Whatever happened to him? I like Sam Bradford. He's kind of hot. There you go. Bradford's beard, it it doesn't do it for me. He's still doing... He was an analyst for a while, wasn't he? Sam Bradford was? I never heard him. Really? I thought he was for a year. Really? Talk about milk toast. Yeah, that kind of surprises me. Let me look it up here. What's he going to go? Man, I wish I would have chucked it down. He was very mellow and very laid back. I'm getting him confused with Trent Green, probably. Boy, he's only 35 years old. And made like $150 million. Uh, and career been done for like five years. Yeah, he, I don't think he did any. Who's a bigger yeah. bust, him or Ryan Leaf? Leaf. Ryan Leaf. Leaf. Ryan Leaf. At least Bradford sure. like, yeah, as a trophy. Bradford was the NFC Rookie of the Year. Yeah. And played well with the Vikings? Mm. Didn't he have a so, stint well, that he was? Well, it was subjective. Uh, did you he's know he's a big fan of the Canucks? No. And he's a scratch golfer. Of course he is. Got nothing else to do. Yeah, millions of dollars with ample time on your hands. You better be good at something. Wasn't he like the last of the first-round picks who got yeah. big-time paid, then they changed the, the rules? Yeah. He was the last one. He's still living in Oklahoma? Uh, it doesn't say. I want to see if he was an analyst, because that would really surprise me. I would be shocked. Old Sammy Bradford. Yeah. Trent Green is a very good analyst. I like Trent. Kurt Warner's outstanding. But both those guys were... Uh, big personalities, talked well, very articulate, outgoing. Bradford was just a different kind of guy, just kind of quiet and reserved. Good morning. Sam Bradford is the living embodiment of missionary with the lights off. That comes from sex. Uh-huh. Gosh. Do you know who the starting quarterback was for the Rams' first game when they were here? Chris Miller. Correct. Yeah, and the, the Rammies got off to, what was that, a 4 and one start? Something like that. Played the, the Niners Packers. at Bush Stadium, and yeah. Todd Kenshin started punching the goalpost. Yep. It was all kind of downhill from there. Yep, yep. same old sorry-ass Rams. Ken, Ken Norton, Norton Jr. Yep. got a pick and a touchdown, punched the goalpost as well. That was a great atmosphere, though, at Outdoor Bush. It Bush was. Too. Yeah, much better than the Dome. Whoa. Were you at the Memphis game? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, I'm still laughing at Arbor Day's no-kill moron shelter. Also, your hat-free bald melon looks fetching today. Doug, that's from the Austin ass hanky. (laughs) I'm a big Sam Bradford fan. That comes from Mr. Licks. Okay. Jackson, you're communicating with Todd Reesing? He just asked if uh, Killers of the Flower Moon is good. I saw your text saying it's a masterpiece, and I was like, ooh, I wonder what Jackson's talking about. Yeah, Killers of the Fun. I thought you were sideways with Todd Reesing. It's good to see you guys bonding. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a beaker, but I'll let it slide. Uh, so you went to see Killers of the Flower Moon, and it was it, it is good on goodorbad.com? Absolutely. Wow, dog. Three hours really? and ten minutes? Is that what it is? Three and a half. Three and a half hours? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're in there for almost four hours of previews. But... Can that guy do a movie in less than two hours? Yeah, but, you know, when the greatest living filmmaker <clears throat> says, I want to make a movie, you kind of just let him cook. This has got to be De Niro's last film, right? Probably up there with one of his last, but he was outstanding. I'm sure he is. It just seems like, man, he has run the gambit in Hollywood for the last 40 years. Yeah, 50. 50 years, yeah. yeah. Did he have to kick anybody like an 80-year-old <laughs> That was no. the, one of the funniest scenes, no, though. No, <laughs> different, a little different than The Irishman. But no, I, I mean, if you can, you can handle that length of film, I would certainly suggest it. It's I've heard it's fantastic. very. I've heard it very dark. See, my boy, Extremely. my girl, uh, Jane Pauly. You know, I watch Sunday morning. Yeah, you're a big mm-hmm. fan of Jane Pauly. Every morning, I know and they had a nice expose about the film and about the uh, Native American actress who uh, Lily Gladstone. She is 
fantastic on the interview, and they talk about how kind of dark, because it is obviously based on true events and, you know, horrific action. So I was curious to see how dark it was and kind of depressing, because I'm sure it does have a lot of those parts to it. I heard little cinema babies were annoyed because they go to see Killers of the Flower Moon, and they can hear the Taylor Swift movie blaring next door. <laughs> That's from Mr. Licks. I didn't. I was in the IMAX theater, so all I could hear was the movie. Wait, there's a Taylor Swift movie? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the Eras. I mean, oh, you ought to go, mm -hmm. Plowhawk. Like a crazy amount of money. Jackson, who'd you go to see the picture with? Do you like that picture? I don't. Private I don't, Citizen Pete. I don't like Private the film. Citizen Pete. I don't like, who'd you go see the film with? Who'd you go see the B-roll with? No, not B-roll. <laughs> Private Citizen Pete. At the picture house. See, like I, that. Oh, God. You two a, made a cute couple there going to see Taylor <laughs> Swift together. As we a, didn't see Taylor Swift. Yeah, that yeah, I probably did. I could see that. Mm -hmm. As a high school and middle school kid, though, I think the best part about going on movie dates was long movies. You know, you have that opportunity mm -hmm. to, you know, hold hands. And uh -huh. Maybe some heavy petting. Maybe some heavy petting. And that first half hour, you're nervous, you know, so you're watching a movie yeah. and you're not, that first half hour, you're kind of just getting yourself, talking yourself into mm -hmm. moving that hand six inches over Ooh, to her hand. Bill. I remember Lord of the Rings. I'm like, oh, this movie's like all day. It's like two and a half hours. And, and as you a liked kid, it. It's like, oh, it's great. It's kind of, a movie is kind of a bad first date, though. Because it you, wasn't don't, a, you don't get to talk. But it's also, as a kid, you know, 12, 13 years old. Yeah, that's about all you know, You know, conversation mm -hmm. wasn't like, you know, you already knew the person mm -hmm. for the last seven or eight years. You had dates when you were 12 years old? Football so hard? I mean, just movie dates. I mean, yeah, I had the same thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's not like it was, my parents would drop me off and they'd pick me up. That situation. You want to know something new about me? Clip that off. <laughs> Dying I, to know. I, <laughs> need to be a bumper sticker for sure. I've never taken a girl to a movie. Really? Unbelievable. How? Never. There's so many good snacks. No, I just never went to a lot of movies, and I never took a date to a movie. I, I take that back. I went too expensive. To, I took one to a drive-in. Well, well that counts. No, yeah, okay. You know that drive-in uh, right across from Crestwood Mall? Uh, 66 parking yeah. we usually go to. Is that Belleville? Mm -hmm. No. Well, no, that's the one in Belleville still around. Oh, no. is that right? Is that the Bel Air? Is that what that is? Mm -hmm. So I apologize. Never been into a movie theater with a date. Okay. Did Pale and PC Pete play the popcorn game in the theater? Hashtag yep. No. I don't eat popcorn. <laughs> I only caught the first hour yesterday. Did Jackson discuss his game day attire with the tall, attractive lady he was with at the South Carolina game? He looked like he rolled out of bed with an old Jason Tatum basketball camp shirt and some knockoff Lululemon pants. Oh, no. Herb was with him and drank a bottle of Maker's Mark. Loved seeing that little pale boy still trying to figure out who the lady with him was. It's from the Orson Woods Wacko. Did you wear a Jason Tatum jersey to the Mizzou game? No, I wore a Mizzou t-shirt and a pair of Mugsy pants. And, um... <laughs> Lululemon knockoffs. I, 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 they're pants. Orson Woods Wacko loves criticizing what you wear. Yeah, He's a great guy. I love I hanging out with him. I saw a picture of you with some guy. Who was that? <laughs> it was Marsh. <laughs> oh, that's right. Marshy Marsh. Some guy. Boy, shots taken. One of the ones. I'm three betting bit. I could, no, I couldn't remember who it was. I just remember Anybody's seeing, I remember seeing you with a picture with a dude. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. It was Marshy Marsh. Now I remember, yeah. I don't really like taking pictures with Marshy Marsh because he, he looks about a thousand times better than me. So it's like wow. kind of putting me out on blast, but... It was uh, it was cool, but no, uh, I did not wear a Jason Tatum basketball hey, camp. Who was this tall drink of water? The Orson Woods Wacko saw you with in Columbia for homecoming. It was actually Herb's ex-girlfriend. Oh, oh man! No. 
Damn! You cucked him? Cucking him? You shady no. city Herb dog. was with me. We're all friends. We're all friends. Wow. MMF? No, 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 no. You shade city dog. That job, <laughs> Doug. Thank you. Thanks. No yeah. cuck, no cuck. Just for everyone hanging out, friends. Well, after a you Seems suspicious. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I, it could be suspicious, but I, I'm telling you the truth. A boob job. Hey, Marcy. <laughs> I hate that on this show you have to, you're just out with friends and you got to go, th- no, mm. let me preference by saying there was no uh, cuck. <laughs> Can you imagine at any other work event having to explain to your coworker <laughs> that was not a cuck situation I was in. It was just dinner and drinks. So you took his girlfriend away from him? No, no, no. Took no, her no, to no. the game while whoa, you were whoa, with whoa, him? Whoa, 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 no, whoa, 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 whoa. So Herb was dog. hanging off, hanging out with his ex? Yeah, they're close. They're, they're all good. Herb's got a new girlfriend. All is good. Was the new girlfriend there? No, she doesn't live here. Oh, where wow. the hell does she live? I feel like I'm like getting close to doxing. Um, <laughs> she lives on the West Coast. Oh, I have a girlfriend on the West Coast. If you live here, you meet during summer internships. <laughs> Phone sex? <laughs> no. Facetime sex? I, I I don't know about my my friends. Jackson started sex lives. This is how Jackson starts. So when he gets frustrated with the balloon party texting. Well, it's one thing if it's like me, but like uh, Herb doesn't deserve this. That question about are they sexting is so good. Herb's got it coming. How Jackson? (laughs) I could never go to my buddies and go, man, you got to read these sex messages (laughs) I've been sending my girl. A long distance girlfriend that would be hard to pull off, wouldn't it? They they will be together soon. They're going to be in the same city soon. Okay, so it's temporary. They're good people. Well, we'll be the judge of that. <laughs> I agree with that. I mean, we've never met him or anything, but you I think... met Herb. He's won multiple wing eating contests. Oh, and he wore three right. shades of brown. Yeah, okay, that's Herb. Uh, Warson was wacko, so she was a very pretty lady. Yeah. Wow. And Jackson paraded her right in front of her former boyfriend. <laughs> Paul drink of seems, water seems too, weird. huh? With yeah, a Tatum jersey on and all that? I wasn't wearing a Tatum. Jersey. It's like I'm an NBA player. I can have your women. <laughs> Not the case. That's what I got from it. No, it was just a it was a Nike Mizzou T-shirt. I used to wear polos to the games when I was in school, but eh, I'll just wear a T-shirt from going yeah. forward. Be comfortable. Okay. Not like a polo's uncomfortable, but. Well, you're gonna have to dress up for the coming games. As cold as it looks like it's gonna get. Yeah, I actually prefer that. Oh, I prefer a hoodie. Or a you do? You want to be cold in a football game? No. Balls. I don't want to be hot though. That's for sure. Go Tigers and beat Gators and go fight win Tigers. I would rather be hot, but I don't want to sit on the and stare into the sun like you have to. Yeah. What is that? The east side. Yeah, if you're on the east side of Faroe Field, you look right That's a rough. It. That's a rough deal. That's where I was. Yeah. It's it was. like at Bush Stadium if you're on the third baseline during a day game. Or yeah. right field at night game. It sets right in your face. Yeah, that's right. Oh, is that I right? Was. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've suffered through that a few times. Oh, how I have suffered. Could YouTube get any, could any, YouTube any more? Doug, I just got to read what's in the prompter. All right, that's all you can do. Could you be, oh, you be, I thought it was YouTube. You be any more creepy. We can see you adjusting your erection on YouTube. That's from the Table Rock Lake of Monster. Somebody's adjusting an erection. Who are you talking about? I'll be honest with the audience right now. I'm not erect. Well, my arms have been up here the whole time, so but I'm the one they call. Doug, are you adjusting your erection? I'm just as flaccid as a day is long. I'm the one they call creep, so I don't. Well, I'll hug you hard, bro. No, especially not for these losers. 
Just cut the audience. Yeah, well, they deserve it. Mm. Hey, Pale, bring your friends over to my house tonight so I can fist them for my wife's birthday dessert while she pegs you inside out. I'll string you boys up and whore you out on the streets of East St. Louis, you pigs. That's from the recovering alcoholic. What's messed up is he's such a a nice man, and I can't imagine, like, if someone were to, like, peer over his shoulder and see the text he's sending. I think he's drunk right now. (laughs) They'd send the cops right towards him. Yeah. Hey, Pale. (laughs) (laughs) So you're getting pegged and, like, Herb is going to be tied up? And we have to, like, willingly go over there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do. It seems like I have good control of the situation. I'll just not, not go. Not much. No. And who's getting fisted? I guess. Herb, uh, Private Herb, Susan Pete. But I get pegged? Right. <laughs> for dessert? A hell of a threesome. I mean, if I can get some food out of it, we can talk, I guess. No, you can't. I like free food. You had to go over to his house one night and his wife answers, Hi, I'm here for the pegging. See <laughs> <laughs> what she does. Uh, Doug, I'm here for Munganass St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. My name is Tim McKernan, and I'm a happy client of Munganass St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. As a matter of fact, I believe everybody on this dais is. They are the official automotive provider of TMA, Tim McKernan Show podcast. Uh, and send your uh, emails in, QFTA, Tim McKernan, InsideSTL.com, and the presenting sponsor of Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. Go to stlouisacura.com. Go to altontoyota.com. It's Munganass Burkhardt. Mm-hmm. Alton Toyota. Now. How about that? Look at you, Jamie Burkhard. I just saw a little ad they posted. They have a, more than 130 brand new Acuras on the line. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. A full lot full of cars. How do you do? If you're looking for a new car or a pre-owned car, go to stlouisacura.com or altontoyota.com, and if you need to get your car serviced, do the same thing. And look, oh, there's a secret number for our audience. Oh. 314-252-0029. That's 314 314- Two five two zero zero two nine. It's Munkadass, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota, sponsor of the 7 o'clock hour. Jackson, tell the people about Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Yes, yes. A, you know, I describe him as, as a world-class financial advisor, but more so than that, a world-class human. Uh-huh. And that's what you want, right? I agree. Don't you want he someone? He really is. He's like an, Gandhi or something. He's an A-plus person. Yeah. He's a- one of my favorite people I have gotten to know via this program. Absolutely. He is world-class. He's always in your corner. And if you need advice, you know, if you have a plan and things change and you work a plan with Mark Hanna, he makes you a custom plan adjusted for you. You know, he makes it, he learns about you and it makes a plan for you. Uh, but let's say you have to make an adjustment down the road. Do it. Things get scary. There's a whole bunch of variables in life. You might want to start saving for something different. Like you have a child, you want to start saving up for their children's college fund. You get on the phone with Mark Hanna, he gives you sage advice, and he conveys it in such a way. It's incredible. I love working with Mark Hanna. I love getting on the phone with Mark Hanna, and that's exactly what you want of a financial advisor. That's why I work with Mark Hanna. That's why you should work with Mark Hanna. Well, go to evergreenstl.com, and you can do it. Or call 314-889-0503. I sought his advice last week, Doug, Mm -hmm. and then he he, he guided me like a life Sherpa Mm -hmm. with a wonderful email. He couldn't be kinder. He's just he's first class. Everybody needs a financial advisor. And uh, Mark will say it himself. said, even if you don't go with me, make sure you get someone. It's so important. So important. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314-889-0503. Or go online at evergreenstl.com. Don't forget, November 11th at St. Gabriel. It's the TMA Trivia Night. Uh, and for $45 per person, you get all your salt and smoke and all your AB products all night 
long. Doors open at 6.30. Trivia gets underway at 7 p.m. Tickets are $45 a person. If you want to book a whole table, you can do so. Tables seat up to eight people. And it's at St. Gabriel's with a portion of the proceeds from the evening going to St. Gabriel, the Archangel Grade School. Uh, go to sign up. Book your t- tickets, tables, nurse, tmastl.com, tmastl.com. And while you're there, sign up to be the TMA Lister of the Month. Brought to you by Milagro Tequila. Welcome to a brighter side of tequila with Milagro. And while you're there... Think about it. That's actually what I was about to say. Okay. Uh, Doug, uh, Paul Feinbaum's program yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, they're not happy. Oh, uh, Mary Jo from Missouri called in. Oh, no. Hello, Mary Jo. Hi, Paul. I want you to start seeing Coach Eli Drinkwitz as a young Coach Nick Saban. Oh. He's doing some of the same things, Paul, and he's succeeding. And we have 100% trust in our Coach Drink. And... I I just think we're doing great, and we're all excited, and Saturday was a Chamber of Commerce Day in Como. Mary Jo, uh, thank you very much. Uh, really nice of you to, to join us. So, Eli Drinkwitz, the young Nick Saban. <laughs> Terry is in Arkansas. Yeah, I don't know what that woman from Missouri smoke, and she thinks that about him because they're going to be thinking different when the Razorbacks roll in there and pound the snot out of them oh. later in the season because we're fixing to get it all going and we're going to win out and go to a bowl game. Boy, there's SEC football right there. <laughs> right there in a nutshell. I saw that clip. Thank you for including with phone with audio, uh, Plowhawk yeah, Jackson. Jackson all day. Um, and my and I haven't watched Feinbaum show. Sometimes when I'm working, I'll just have it on in the background, but I haven't watched it in a while. I guess I need to start. Are, I, are these like... Are these real calls? <laughs> oh, I bet they are. Like, I wish we could get some of them. The young next save. Like, six three six nine zero zero four TMA Mary Joe, if you want to call in. Mm-hmm. I think he called him Drinkowitz too. I think Feinbaum said Drinkowitz. Doug, you want to hear? She said our coach drink. She did, too. but I think Feinbaum said Drinkowitz. Is that right? That's, I think that's what I heard. Wait, like, come you on down Clark here in Arkansas. <laughs> Mary Jo, uh, thank you very much. Uh, really nice of you to, to join us. So, Eli Drinkwitz, the young Drinkwitz. Nick Saban. Yeah. Kind of a fun <laughs> I love that laugh. He's snickered. Like, He's snickered. He's like, I can't even get through this segment. And I again, like, I put respect on Drink's name, but come on. If these were live callers, wouldn't there be more people, like, trolling him? That's kind of what I think. Like, I so know. you agree with me that they may not be real? Well, I just I, I would think like anytime you take a live call, and as we've seen with Francesa or Mad Dog or whoever, you're gonna get goofballs in there just looking to troll. And I so suck. do they do like the mic drop thing on that show? But then how would Terry, our friend from Arkansas, uh, have such a live reaction to Mary Jo's call? Because she's also she was on hold. But she's also part of the deal. Okay, well now we're I, and I, and listen, I don't know that. I'm just like that can't this stuff can't be real. Like, I, let me put it this way. I know, uh, what's the guy, Al from Dadeville, right? Mm-hmm. That was Harvey Updike, the one who poisoned the tree at Tumor's Corner in Auburn. Right? Am I correct on all of this? Yes. Has anybody seen my nurse? Mm. Uh, but he called in the Feinbaum show as Alan Dadeville. So maybe there are some real callers. But, I mean, Feinbaum himself acknowledges the stars of the show are his callers. And so it would strike me as being logical that there may have some... Like, there's no way, like, a lady, like, in her 50s or 60s from Missouri is calling in and saying that Eli Drinkwitz is a young Nick Saban. You know what I mean? <laughs> How is that even possible? Like, it's just a way to get re- You see what I'm saying? Like, just having done this. I'm, I could be crazy. wrong. I don't know. You I know. don't know. 
But I, I, I honestly have grown to love Paul Feinbaum. Oh, I find it entertaining. I'm, but I'm just, I'm talking about like the legitimacy of the calls. Yeah, because at first I didn't understand SEC football. As a kid, I watched Big Ten, you know, so like, and I didn't have cable that much. So like, watching the fandom of SEC and watching Paul Feinbaum, I was like, this is dumb, dude. He is a gold mine of entertainment, mm. and he's pretty good. Well, I actually good, yeah. like him. He's not yelling. He's not over the top. He's mm-hmm. sarcastic and funny, yet, you know, he can have serious interviews. I think he's a lot better than people think. He's just not rowdy enough for, you know, a base. Well, he's a pretty big-time guy. Oh, yeah. He's huge. He doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that would fake radio calls. I don't see it either. But I don't also, I I'm with him would... 100%. This Mary Jo, like, what is she, working at Barn Jewish and kind of on her lunch break and <laughs> mm-hmm. calling in to pull? Like, I just don't, well, how do these people exist? Right. Just, this uh, could be from Tiger Board. Well, <laughs> there's enough. Yeah, I don't know if they're Mary Jo's yeah, on I mean, Tiger listen, Board. All it takes is one. All it takes mm-hmm. is one. Mm. There's enough Hoosierdom south of the Mason-Dixon line. You may not have to fake it at all. What, yeah, like Terry's you... optimism after Arkansas scored <laughs> three points on yeah. Saturday. Six. Think they're going to turn it around? Uh, absolutely. And don't they still have to play like some legitimate operations? Oh, dude, their uh, schedule is brutal. Fl- yeah. You know who's got the most brutal schedule? Florida. Holy crap. Yeah. Florida still has, well, they still have to come to Columbia. They have Georgia this weekend. They finish with Florida State, and there's, they got LSU. Holy crap. What a fun operation that is. That's yeah. insane. They've had a brutal. They've had a brutal schedule. Well, then they play Georgia this week, and I right or right, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They have Georgia this week. They oh, started. Oh, they started at cocktail party at Utah. Yeah. Oh, and see, I, I was gonna ask. Before, I'm glad I looked at Florida's schedule before. Because Gabe said, and you were talking about it with him, that mm. it's better if Georgia wins that game than loses, and nobody else kind of brought it up. Georgia beating Florida. Oh yeah, I think so. But if Florida wins, I thought it would be nice to have Missouri beat two ranked teams. So obviously, Florida would be seven and two. But I didn't see that no, they played I, my, another my, game after that, which is a ranked. My opponent thought as well. process is, and I and listen, it, it, it's not it's not foolproof by any means. I just think for a team like Georgia, in the midst of a Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss, Tennessee run, and then they finish with Georgia Tech, which yeah. probably won't mean all that much unless Mario Cristobal's there, is that they will uh, have a better chance of not looking at Missouri as seriously if they were to win comfortably against Florida. That's the thought process. When I saw LSU lose to Ole Miss, I'm like, that isn't good. That's a that's a bad situation right there. I just didn't I, know. But, hey, you know, it's it's a perfect set of circumstances if you really get up for a game and then you have a game against a weaker opponent the next week, and I'm not talking about Missouri being weaker than Florida. I'm just saying, look what happened with... Uh, this past weekend with Washington and Arizona State, and there was another obvious one. Oh, North Carolina, Miami. I mean, North Carolina losing to Virginia. Holy crap! That you might not see a worse loss for a team. And by the way, just as a aside, Missouri's plus thirty thousand to win the national championship on uh, Bovada. If anybody wants to throw a hundred dollars on that, uh, so when the Tigers win it in Houston, Doug, you'll get thirty thousand dollars on that hundred dollars. That'd be nice. North Carolina is listed as plus ten thousand. And I just don't, I don't even I don't know how in the world North Carolina could possibly get into the college football playoff even if they win the ACC with one loss and that loss being to Virginia. I don't think Virginia is like the Vanderbilt of yeah. the ACC. That yeah, was even worse. That year. is that that was terrible. I, the only thing that might have been worse would have been Arizona State beating Washington, 
Washington's chances of winning the national championship being higher than North Carolina's going into the week. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of teams at the end of the year that have one loss. <clears throat> now, will they get in? I don't know, but North Carolina wouldn't be one of them. I just can't imagine with that loss. You can't lose to Virginia. No. You can't. I mean, that's not even in play. They really blew a golden opportunity, not to say that they're one of the four best teams, but their schedule was super friendly, and they just, I mean, lose to Virginia. Holy crap. Uh, Larry Thornton, Doug, as you know, I'm a Larry Thornton lemming. Uh, they likely won't need it, but in the case Mizzou makes it close in two weeks, do you think the SEC gets worried a one-loss champion could miss the playoff and maybe they pull an Allen Fieldhouse ref job? No. It's from the Larry Thornton, uh, the great Larry Thornton. I wouldn't think so. I wonder if Michigan could face sanctions this year. That is a hell of a story. I don't know how many people story. are what you're talking about. The Spying story. Yes. Yeah. That's a hell of a story. It really is. Shocking. Um, and I don't know how many people how many people in the audience you think are aware of that story. Maybe aware of it, not to the details of it? Yeah, 15% maybe. Okay, all right. Then, then I'm going to uh, read the backstory on it. His name is Connor Stallions, Doug. You mm -hmm. like that? Connor Stallions. St. Yeah. Louis Stallions. The purple and gold of the St. Louis right, Stallions. Right, that never Sounds like a porn star. Connor Stallions, the suspended Michigan staffer at the center of the NCAA's sign-stealing probe, purchased tickets in his own name for more than 30 games over the past three years at 11 different Big Ten schools. Sources at 11 different league schools. Coincidence. ESPN. The scope of the Michigan alleged sign-stealing operation includes both video evidence of electronics prohibited by the NCAA to steal signs and a significant paper trail, sources told ESPN. Stallions forwarded the tickets he bought to at least three different people in different areas of the country, which hints at the breadth of the operation. The NCAA is expected to receive video evidence this week of illegal technology used in scouting tied to tickets purchased by Stallions. An opposing Big Ten school looked up in stadium surveillance video from a game earlier this year, and sources said the person in the seat of the ticket purchased by Stallions held his smartphone up and appeared to film the home team's sideline the entire game. Sources confirmed ESPN that Stallions purchased tickets on both sides of the stadium across from each bench for Ohio State's game with Penn State on Saturday. Michigan plays both teams in upcoming weeks. According to sources, the tickets purchased by Stallions were not used Saturday. Stallions' name emerged publicly on Friday. He was suspended with pay by Michigan. None of the tickets the 11 schools told ESPN about involved Michigan as an opponent. The games involved either one or both of the teams that the Wolverines were playing later that season. Uh, Stallions has not responded to ESPN for comment. Michigan on Monday reiterated that it's unable to comment further due to the ongoing investigation. Um, but yes, this is... I don't feel like at the moment it's getting near the attention is the Belichick Spygate thing, but maybe with time it will. I mean, Michigan right now is is the favorite to win the national championship, not Georgia. I think that's because Michigan's schedule is a hell of a lot easier the rest of the way than Georgia. Georgia still has Florida, as I mentioned, Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss, and Tennessee, and the SEC championship. Michigan has Ohio State. And, you know, once you get past Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, the Big Ten drops off substantially. Well, and that, big ten, that big ten West is, is is the NL Central of college football. Those are two tough games, though, Ohio State and Penn State. I'm sorry? Michigan has to play Ohio State and Penn State. Oh, yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, those still. I'm aware, but, yeah. but, but, but Georgia has five games. Michigan has two. So that's the reason for the mathematical difference as far as even though they're ranked number two, they have two tough games. Georgia theoretically has five, so I believe anyway that's the reason. Point being, 
this is, you know, if, if you're an Ohio State fan or, you know, Penn State fan, I'd be furious. I mean, Rams fans locally were furious about Spygate. Yeah. They ought, to have, they ought to have to vacate all their wins this year, at least. Mm. They should. It's blatant cheating. What was Harbaugh, what did he sit out the first four games this year for? I think they recruited. Was it recruiting? During COVID recruiting. Just during the dead period. During yeah. the recruiting dead period. That doesn't bother me as much as sending people to stadiums yeah. to video their other coaches and their signals. I mean, seriously? This guy uh, was a Marine, that is correct, or and bragged about how good he is at gathering intelligence. That's correct. That was on his LinkedIn profile. Mm. That's from the 636. But they had to know about it. I mean, the coaching staff had to know. I'm sure this guy didn't do it for, just for his own good, just for his own interest. So it, it, I, I'm sure it involved the whole program. How can what? you do that? What was his title in Michigan? I don't know. He, he was... He was part-time for a while or volunteer, and then they just hired him yeah, that's full-time within the last year. But what was I, his job? Apparently to spy on other teams, <laughs> Probably to go to other stadiums, yeah. videotape coaches along the sidelines, sending in signals to their players, you know, a series of hand signals, no doubt, and figuring out what those signals meant. But he was suspended with pay, so he's got to be suspended from some job. He's oh, got to sure have a he's full-time now yeah, with the Michigan Athletic right. Department. So they hired him to go spy? Apparently. Pretty much. That can't be what they said. No, I'm sure they'd say something else. Well, but I'm curious what his job was. If it had nothing to do with, <clears throat> with scouting or anything like that, then he had no business being I, there taking pictures. Well, yeah, you're just not allowed to. It's it's against the rules. I know that, but I'm wondering what they hired him for. Well, Probably look it up, to bro. do that. And who hired him? Look was it, it up. Was it Harbaugh? <laughs> we don't know either. Well, I thought maybe Doug knew. He, he was hired by the Sorry, Michigan Athletic you. Department. <laughs> oh, I thought maybe he said it in the story what he did. Uh, he says, I'm not sure what you're talking about, Tim. But this is all I saw discussed on Twitter yesterday. I think it's getting a ton of attention. Um, I would respectfully disagree versus how big of a story I think it is. I think it could end Michigan's season. And if I say the name Connor Stallions in like a current events quiz to sports fans, mm-hmm. I would imagine maybe, as you said, 15% would know who I'm talking yeah. about. Sir, reluctant cuck, you may be familiar with it, but I'm, and that would then apply that 15 out of 100 people would would know about it, but I'm saying that for how big of a story it is, I don't think it's getting near the attention of, say, the Patriots and Spygate. And as as details continue to emerge, and if the Big Ten does vacate those wins, you better believe it will. I mean, that's a... They should. They should vacate every win they have. I mean, again, I mean, there's, there's an investigation and there's a process, but, it, you know, from the initial reports, the, this is damning. Is it as so bad as the Astros cheating? Did you see the I still Venmo? can't believe they did that. And I'm glad they lost last night still. I'm not over that yet. Did you see the Venmo transaction from the guy? I forgot which story. Alan Daniel just texted me about it. Okay. I, I didn't even. Uh, What's I, that? I'm not, I don't have the text line open. It, it's the guy, the Michigan guy, who went, the video guy who they were sending on the stadiums, they located his Venmo account. And there's a bunch of people sending him money for T-shirts. And I mean... A lot of Venmos for T-shirts, a ton. So I don't know if that tied in. It's just a funny little side story to it all. It's a circus. It's what yeah. college football is now. It's an absolute circus. Well, it's a, it's the country in general. Everybody's willing to lie, cheat, and steal for more power and more money. Absolutely. I mean, there's just no That's morality been going on for at a while, all. though. But now, yeah. Yeah. And, and what now. what area of our country could you say? Well, at least that's exempt from foul play and from 
cheating and stealing. And is there anything anymore? Cardinal fans. <laughs> They're the last true sons on this earth. <laughs> Maybe that's true. Doug, watch this. That's from Connor, the Stallions. You like that? I, I don't care for it, no. And I'm, I'm stunned. Everyone's that, favorite cuck. That an, entire, that, that an entire football program would go along with this and think you're not going to get caught? We well, don't know that. Well, somebody had to. He didn't do it on his own. Maybe he did. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't. He Why goes, would he? I'd be shocked. Goes, then he goes back to work and said, "You sound like his lawyer now." <laughs> no, I, I, I give people the benefit of the doubt. You, oh, you're condemning sure. the guy already. When, yes, because he spied on other teams. I am condemning him. Maybe he was doing it. He was filming cheerleaders. You don't know what he's doing on the sidelines. I think that maybe just that gets him out of actually, that gets him out of trouble. No, he becomes I would a make creep, sure to say he becomes I was a creep at the and then becomes a stealing signs. He just was attracted to mm-hmm. the cheerleaders of Michigan's upcoming opponents. Yeah, those are the only ones. On and tickets, he had a buddy who was attracted to him as well, so he got tickets on the other the side country. of the stadium. Yeah, I'm just it, playing devil's advocate. And they didn't shoot the cheerleaders; they shot the coaches <laughs> giving in signs. Two grand to just go watch. And using your own name to buy the tickets is like, if you're good. Be dumb, at least be smart while being dumb. Well, most crooks are stupid. That's how they get caught. Well, just in his, I mean, in in his defense, if I was walking in his shoes, I would be shocked if, like, I would ever have gotten caught. Because it's not egregious. Like, it's not oblivious. He's just going to games. He's buying tickets like every Joe Schmo. They yeah. sell 60,000 of them a week. Everybody works for I mean, the that, team. Everybody's got a cell phone. Yeah, but, like... Jackson, after the fact, it's easy to put those together. But at the time, I would assume he's like, okay, I've been doing this for years. You know, you right. just never know how but long it's it been. It's just, you know, you feel bulletproof at the time. Sure, because, yeah, sure. a whole university and a football mm-hmm. program that has your back. I, I would but if you have a, a pattern of buying tickets yourself when you work for the program on both sides of the sidelines. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is. It had to be around the 45-yard line. That would be the right. first That's, thing I thought of. Yeah. paper trail. Isn't the most likely scenario is – that he took these videos back, showed the Michigan coaches, they looked at the signs, then looked at the play that was run and tried to get the correlation between the two so that they could figure out what was going to be run against them. Isn't that probably what's happening here? But if that was the case, wouldn't they win national titles? Again, I don't They're know how undefeated. long this is going on. I, they, they've had, I mean, they, they look great, but they haven't replayed anybody Yeah, I wonder either. why they, they always look great. I, I just but would that's like a, to know That's how what happens when is. you start cheating, is then people doubt everything you've ever done. I, I disagree with it being even close to what the Astros did. I would say not even close. Why? It's electronic scout. It's electronic stealing of signs and then relaying them to your team. For one, baseball has a little bit more, I wouldn't say, I don't know, pride is the right word, but like integrity. And like what they did was absolutely just take a dump on 120 years of, dude, college football has been slimy and sneaky and, Paying players under the table pre-NIL. Like, it just always feels like there's scandals and investigations and sanctions. And I, I wouldn't put it anywhere close to what the Astros did. Because the Astros also won a World Series for it as well. Well, and Michigan is ranked number two and undefeated. Correct, but now they're not stealing signs anymore moving forward, I would assume. No, so now we just wipe our hands and say, okay, just don't do it again. I'm not saying wipe your hands. I'm saying what kind of an advantage has it been? How long has it been going on? Could be a huge advantage. They've been they're good every year. I I, th- I think you're but you looking can, you at can't, recently. You yes. can't trust them now. Once you've been exposed as a liar and a cheater, you can't trust well, them. Well, haven't they been in the playoff each of the last two seasons? They lost to Georgia and then they lost to TCU. 
Yeah, but yep. they also have five stars across the board, so it's not like this team that's coming out of nowhere with just a bunch of Joe Schmoes winning. Pretty I mean, big I, I, deal, I get sign-stealing is a huge deal. I didn't like it when the Patriots did it, but they didn't get—they didn't. They had just as much evidence, Spygate, as this, and they didn't get any championships taken away. Well, they Getting probably should have. Well, I, th- I, th- I, think, I think this is more evidence, and the technology is greater in 2002, and that was regarding uh, the Rams' walkthrough. In New Orleans, this is over the course of a number of years and 11 different stadiums and electronic technology with him and another person uh, shooting the coaches of the opposing teams. Pretty big advantage if you know what the other team might run as an offensive play or what defense they're going to be in. Pretty big advantage. Well, you'd have to prove it because if they go to Harbaugh and the coaches say, well, we don't know what this guy was doing. We, he never gave it to us. We don't want anything like that. He, and, of and course it, they will. And, and, and bank robbers who have accomplices say, yeah. I don't know anything about well, it. what are you going to do? Not me. Well, we believe him. We don't believe you. I mean, you have to have proof. And well, if, it looks like they have proof. What if Stallion says, I didn't give it to anybody. I did it for Stallion. myself. And I had he's, off, uh, Connor perjury. Con- He'd be committing names. perjury. Well, so what? But if he's on the staff, if he's on the staff, that is a reflection of the program. If he's on the staff, it doesn't matter if he's giving it to him or not. He works for Michigan. You know what's going to happen is they're going to make the playoffs. This is going to be going on for years. Five years from now, they get a five hundred thousand dollar fine and two scholarships taken away, and that's yeah, it. Like because they're a blue is, blood, just like Kansas, is, just like North Carolina, blue blood programs, they'll get away with yeah, it. Yeah, nothing is happening this year. Mm-hmm. Nothing will be taken away next year. Now maybe Harbaugh has to go, but oh. Chicago Bears job just happened to maybe open up. So, yeah, he's nobody's going to get in real trouble. None of that is going to I happen. I wonder if That's they... That's been going on for... So Bill Self had, like, six, like, Class X, like, sanctions going into an investigation and got yeah. a slap on the got wrist nothing. afterwards. Do think go North under, Carolina had under the complete rug. fake classes for their players. And they had a 60-minute special about it with actual mm-hmm. teachers and players coming out about it. And guess what? Mm-hmm. They're, they're good. Nothing. It's a big deal, but I... I we know nothing's going to happen. I wonder probably. if Michigan should have a loss this year and they're one of the teams on the bubble for a playoff spot if some of the voters might cast their vote for someone else because of this. Ooh, that'd be, it's good. I didn't think about that. Oh, wouldn't you if you had a, a vote in it? Well, I wouldn't let them in. But, again, like, I I still think it's a big deal, but we, I just know in general that nothing's going to happen from it. Yeah. They're still going to be getting five stars. They're still going to be winning Big Ten games. Well, Connor Stallions. God, that sounds like a porn star, man. You, you wonder if any, if other teams are doing this kind of thing, and they just got nabbed. Well, can't you just do it from the other sideline? I mean, you know, head coaches that are calling plays usually put the the over their mouth their sheet. Right. But the other ones are holding up signs with Taylor Swift and pictures and numbers. And, and sometimes two or three people right, giving signs, or, so right, you don't know exactly. which one is the real sign. Yeah. So you can all see it. You don't. It's not like they're hiding anything. Wouldn't they be worried about somebody from the sidelines? No, you are allowed to do it, just like you're allowed to give baseball signs as a catcher or as a third base coach. But what you aren't allowed to do is electronically try to steal those signs. So it's electronically. Yes. Okay. It's all part of the game. If you can figure out what a third base coach is given a sign and you just pick it up at the dugout, that's fair game. But you cannot train a camera on them and study it that way and then wire it down to the manager or somebody. That's when you've crossed the line. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, so were you sure. committed perjury? So what? Yeah. Hey, those coaches <laughs> over there watching us with hold up these big boards. If a if a third base coach just touches his belt, it's a bunt. 
and you figure that out, that's fine. That's part of the game. But you just can't put a camera on them and do it. And Adidas rep gave a player $200 at a pool party. That was all they found in the KU investigation, Darren. That's from Todd Reesing. Well, that was my point. That's all they found. But, like, going into it, did you see the allegations? Like, it, it's just a coincidence that Bill Self in mm-hmm. Kansas, or Roy Williams in UNC, these blue bloods, never, ever get in trouble. But Mizzou gets smacked down. Mizzou Mizzou's always, getting yeah. smacked down. There's a ton mm-hmm. of play. Oh, there's a ton of universities that have gotten the absolute hammer laid on them. Mm-hmm. Dude, Kansas ain't going to do that. Like, the NCAA is not going to give, you know, the creation of college basketball, creators of basketball there in Kansas, right. any sort of wrongdoing. Or North Carolina. What they did was equally bad. Yeah, Todd Reesing, you can go to sleep at night thinking Bill Self is an upstanding citizen in the college basketball community. That's fine. But I, I, I just happen to disagree with that. I love him because he brought my team to a national title. I mean, Bruce Weber did, but that was all Bill Self's players. Yeah. I think it's, uh, who cares? <laughs> it's almost I, gotten cares? to that. It's getting to that in college football, where there are, or college sports in general, there are no rules. Just the bring, NIL is yeah, just bring anarchy. whoever, pay whoever, do whatever you want to do. Uh, Todd Reesing is not happy with you, Plowhawk. Do you know the allegations, Darren? You're talking a lot about it, but you have no facts to back it up. Todd Reesing, Jackson, and you and him were just you were just bonding. Yeah, Jackson, he's a simp. I'm st- I'm staying out of it because if I start talking, I'll get in trouble. All I know, in trouble? all I know I, is I, like I don't like Bill Self. I don't want to start. You. I don't want to start talking sideways. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just know things work a little differently when uh, in Lawrence. And also, Todd, I'm working. Like you can, if you you have free time, like look it up yourself. I don't I don't have to justify <laughs> anything at this point. Good for you, Flo. You know my takes, right or wrong. I'm gonna stand by them. So you go look up the article yourself, you loser. Kansas was accused in <laughs> September 2019 of five level one violations tied to its relationship Thank with you. Adidas. With the NCAA accusing Kansas of using Adidas to gain an illegal advantage in yes. recruiting. Yes, Adidas phone, uh, Adidas reps were calling recruits that just so happened to, ta-da, a few weeks later, sign with Kansas. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm saying level one violations are like stripping wins and championships away. There were five of them, and all they found was a $200 little gift card mm-hmm. that an Adidas... Tell me that that doesn't sound insane, ludicrous, and ridiculous, now, man. Would, like, would come that, on. With the NIL rules now, would that be legal for Adidas to pay these people to go to Kansas? I don't know the NIL rules probably enough would to be. even think about doing that. But if you have companies, car dealerships, you know, paying them, I wouldn't see what the difference would be. I don't either. Yeah, but yes, Todd, now. you're on the up and up. Your team is definitely on the up and up. <laughs> well, back in the old days, they looked for everything. I mean, paying a recruit $200 could get you... Oh, yeah. Suspended. I mean, Calvin right. Sampson kept getting in trouble for just making phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was painted as a criminal. Doing it, man. Eric criminal. Was a big one. Yeah. I remember mm-hmm. before we went to Stanford, Tiger Woods had lunch with uh, Arnold Palmer trying to get Tiger to go to Wake Forest, and that was a fine. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't know Wake Forest. Illegal recruiting. Had a connection. I, I remember being told way back when that, like, as a Missouri graduate, I couldn't even say, gee, I hope this high school guy winds up at Missouri or something because that would be illegal Inducement as a as a TV sportscaster. How about that? You could have brought the program down. Yeah. 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Uh, you're welcome to text in. Many are. 314-881-TMA5. EDF group text inbox. 314-881-TMA5. Call in 636-9004-TMA. And email in for our design air heating and cooling. Email today coming your way at 945. Great battle this month. Fun to watch the competition. Uh, Buck Swope with a one-goal lead over the JV Golf Coach. JV Golf Coach up two on the calcified ear. Tiger Terry, South City Otis, and Paul Harvey. Or no, I'm sorry. Harvey Paul. All with a win. You compete in the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day and get yourself a win for the standings for the month. Do you want to support the EDF group as a sponsor of TMA? It's real simple. Do you have a fire extinguisher where you work? The answer is yes, you certainly do. So please email the EDF group at fire at theedfgroup.com so a technician can come out and explain to your team how the EDF group can save your company money. Again, that email address is fire at theedfgroup.com. The EDF group is hot and will prevent your facility from having hot fires. Experience the EDF Group difference. Learn more at the edfgroup.com. Uh, Larry Nickel has thoughts on wrestling, Doug. Oh, okay, wonderful. like to hear those. Hello, Nixie. What's up, Doug? How you doing? Well, I'm fine. You? I'm doing great. Well, all nice. right, then. I don't uh, hear any television in the background today. Uh, I was going to have the volume turned down. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, Larry, I, yeah. ha- I had uh, lunch with... Uh, Timmy Burkhart yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, he was the uh, buyer for Monkey Shoulder back when Ask Lawrence was around. You remember Ask Lawrence? You got in your bathrobe and sat fireside at Lucas Park on Washington Avenue and, and gave advice to, to many, many people. Yeah. And I said to Timmy Burkhart, I said, you know what uh, the people want back? They want Ask Lawrence back. And my question to you is if we were to bring it back, would you come back like Jordan wearing the 4-5? Maybe. Doug! Oh, he's negotiating. He he's is. negotiating he for is. the position Scott, of strength. The Scott Boris of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Oh, stay that professional wrestling. Let's break it down about last night. Okay. Wow, man, this guy stays on he's laser focus. He just missed it. Okay. Right. Well, what happened last evening that we should know about, Larry? Besides Becky Lynch maintaining her NXT Women's Championship against Indy Hartwell. Yeah, besides that. <laughs> besides tomorrow, tonight, Becky Lynch is defending it again. Woot! Because she's a fighting champion like her husband, Seth Owens. Woot! She's defending it against Laya Darkelia on NXT tonight. No. Okay. Unbelievable. Don't you watch that or the Blues and the Jets? Yeah. Uh, probably Blues against Winsburg Hame. That's Put a tough that Oh, how about those Blues? They're coming to law to law. They are, yeah. Here they come. Nice, nice little effort Saturday. Yeah, uh, uh, a lot of depth. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's get back, let's okay. get back yes. on track of wrestling. Okay. Back on track. The main event, yeah, the main event was Jay Uso going up against one half of the undisputed tag team champions and Mr. Money in the Bank, 
Damian Priest. And of course, Damian Priest won due to outside interference. Mm. And then we find out that Damian Priest is facing Cody Rhodes a week from this Saturday in Saudi Arabia at the Crown Jewel Premium Live Event. They're going to Saudi Arabia? Yes. Things are kind of tense over in that region of the world right now. Surprised they'd be going over there. But you got to talk to Vincent Mann before you lost control. Yeah. I think they still have that 10-year contract with Saudi Arabia. Oh. Don't you ever sign a 10-year deal with Saudi Arabia? I'd like to. <laughs> yeah, I'd take their oil money. Ooh, Bye. the TV's back. The commercial must be over. Yeah. What are you watching? Great Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy, so good. Boy, I, I really like that Ellen Pompeo. Okay. You like her? I, I don't even know I what Grey's Anatomy is, a, is about. Let me make sure I'm talking about the right person. Doug, am I talking about the right person? I don't know. I've never seen it. Yes, you are, Doug. Yes, you are, Tim. Thank you. I've heard it. She's 53 it. Bills, man. She's beautiful. Oh. Forget about it. But anyway, let's no, talk about... That's right. Yes. Get, gosh, we got to get back. Stay focused. Also... The WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Chelsea Green and Piper Nevin, beat the unlikely team of Natalia and Nikki Cross. Okay, not much happened in that one, I guess. Why would it be unlikely, Duel? They don't like each other? Uh, Natalia was both the team of Tegan Knox, but Tegan Knox got hurt last Tuesday. So she had to find a new tag team partner. Oh. It sounds like you're in a That's newsroom. Like Cross <laughs> was supposed to be a tag team partner, but she was acting like the Undertaker. Blank stare. No more report. No offering the tag. She leaves the match. She leaves the corner halfway through the match. And Natalia lost the match. That's just bad sportsmanship. Okay. Right. Yeah, who's going to win yeah. the Lady Bing this year? Larry, do you have the top five countries in the world? Yes, I do, too. Thanks for asking. Probably. Okay. Number five, Argentina. Huh. Number four, Chile. South America, big week. Yeah. Fun. Number three will be Australia. Number two, Canada. Number one, United States of America. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's a nice little list, Larry. Thanks, Doug. Larry, God bless you and God bless these United States of America. Yeah, God bless America. There he is, the best in the business, Larry Nickel. Tried to get Ask Lawrence back, talked to Timmy Burkhardt, talked to Larry Nickel, and it looks like uh, Larry is going full Phil Ivy on me. I couldn't get a read there. No, he didn't sound terribly interested in it. That's the <laughs> well, read I got. Tim want to allocate some dollars, I can always drink a nice, fine... You, we uh, could ask Plowhawk. Bourbon or whiskey on the tank lid, you know, yeah. and kind of supplement that income that way. If you I want. could see that, you and with an ascot, maybe you know, a pipe. after a nice, fine meal, uh-huh. kick pipe, back. Sifter of brandy, dispensing some wisdom. I could see that. Uh, don't, it doesn't get the same play as old Larry doing it. Guys, the Swope's picks on Ask Lawrence is epic. Nearly peed my pants when catching it on the skeleton recently. That's from Minute Bull Eligible. Yep. Larry, never change. You are the best. That's from Color Ellen. Nothing would ha- make me happier than to have Ask Lawrence's glorious return. My favorite segment of all time. That's from Daniel Dayhole Lewis. Doug, you remember mm. him and... 
Gangs of New York. Yeah, Lincoln, he was in that one too. It was a great Tony Walters vehicle. He hadn't been in much of anything lately, has he? Not Tony Walters. He kind of retired. His last movie was Phantom Thread. Yeah, he does a movie, wins an Academy Award, and takes eight years off. He's retired. He retired after Phantom Thread. He gets into it a little too much. I remember reading when he did the Lincoln thing that even when they weren't filming, he'd walk around and thinking he was Abraham Lincoln. That's, that's a little... Yeah, that, that's when you take <laughs> it... results. That's when you take it way too seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jackson, do you disagree? Um, I would disagree if it didn't mean, like, that he's given some of the best performances of the 21st century. Yeah, that version of Mary Todd freaked me out, though. Sally Field? Yeah, Sally Field really scared me there. Really? That's I, I, the, I the sad I, side of the Lincoln thing. Though. I think the method thing is a little weird, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know... Don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Harold V. Blood is so good. Oh, my God. Oh, that's the best. That's one of the best movies in the last 10 years. I mean, that thing is fire, dude. Oh, I love that movie. What's fire now? There Will Be Blood. Mm-hmm. What's that about? It's about an oil baron, right? Oil tycoon. Yeah, yeah and his son basically he doesn't pay attention to, and it's kind of ruthless. And Oh, man, he's so good in that, yeah. Getting hard right now. Oh, come on. Put that off. Todd Reesing says, bro's unrecognizable now. Yeah, I mean, well, because every movie he does, he's, like, dressed up in old-timey garb, so you really don't know what he looks like. Was he in Gangs of New York? Yeah. Okay. Bill Cutting. Yeah. That's right, Bill Cutting. Mm-hmm. That's a movie I didn't like at first, but grew to like. Yeah. I think I'm too yeah. young and didn't understand half the lingo. The Butcher? And... People didn't really That's love Gangs of New York. Yeah. It Is it good or bad? I like it. I think it's good. Yeah. But um, I can understand why folks wouldn't like it. You don't have the wow factor. Cameron Diaz didn't need to be. It was was unfortunate because she's a good actress, but she was just not in the right part. Would you say good or bad? Good. Good. I like it because Daniel Day-Lewis is incredible. Who would you have cast in the role instead of Cammy Cammy Didi? You know, uh, Katie Holmes is really good in Batman Begins two years later. I think she would have been a good part. Wasn't Leo in that? He was. was, I think that was the first time him and Marty uh, collaborated. Marty. Gosh, you're an insider, (laughs) aren't you? Well, now we know all these people first name. Got a director's (laughs) chair right next to Marty and Killers of the Flower Moon is the sixth collab between Scorsese and. uh, You like that collab, Doug? No, I don't like that word. Would you prefer collaboration? Yeah, that'd be better. What about partnership? I mean, I think it worked, but if you look at Casino, who would have thought. Scorsese said, you know who I'd like to play this part? Don Rickles. Did a wonderful play. job, didn't he? It was a yeah, great he did play. a pretty good job, but it just wouldn't make sense to... Let's see if Don Rickles can do this part. <laughs> I almost... I love Don Rickles. Yeah. God. May he rest in peace. Yeah, he was great. He pops up on my TikTok. It's so good. Yeah, I see him all the, the time on the Johnny Carson show. And mm-hmm. When he would, like, not eulogize, but when there would be, like, an awards dinner, like a Lifetime Achievement, he would give a speech. It was the perfect mix of roasting and then super heartfelt at the end. He was... One of a kind. You yeah. could never get away with that kind of comedy. That's right. Never. That's never right. Never in a million years. I saw a clip from Johnny Carson the other day popped up where Don Rickles is on there with Lou Brock. Oh, yeah. And he just looked at Lou. He's, it's fun, Lou. We're staying up late, isn't it? <laughs> He's just <laughs> trashing Lou Brock. And Lou Brock's just laughing. has no idea who this guy is. <laughs> hey, pal, don't call Scorsese by his first name. You Albie the Simp Virgin. Uh-huh. Jesus. Marty. That's from Big Tough. He did call him Marty. I, I understand that there's no way I can talk about movies without sounding pretentious, so I just sound pretentious and I just deal with it. Okay. Yeah, I kind of operate that on every time I talk. That's <laughs> just kind of how, I mean. 
There's no way around it, so you just you have, have to, to eat it. You didn't have to call him Marty, though. <laughs> Would you prefer Mr. Scorsese? <laughs> Ooh, how no, about that? I don't like that either. <laughs> I just shouldn't mention the name of the director. Just say his name. All right, it was the first collaboration between Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese. Thank you. How about that, Doug? Wasn't that hard, was it? Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I have more time than that. Yes. Does Jackson have any original opinions on films, or does he just regurgitate what he hears in the Big Picture podcast? That's from Alexander. Mm. At water? There's like some people who think I do that. I don't. I don't. Who? I never heard I've this seen opinion it, I've before. I've seen it before too. I don't. I don't think I do. But if that's do you listen opinion, to the big picture podcast? I do, but it's not where I get literally all my movie information. There's other places to get movie analysis. I don't think I regurgitate, but you know, probably subliminally, I have some similar opinions. But hey, I recognize that. I don't think my opinions are exactly the same. So there's that. Like there's that. Okay. People love to just hate. That's what I would say. Right. Like it's really he's like, reaching Doug von Nirvana. Well, I mean, he's not there, yeah. but he's he's going up the he's going up the escalator. Yeah. Like people's some people's mo is just to argue and just to yeah. just to insert criticism, and that's cool. Hey, do you whatever get blows your hair back? Oh, okay. Michelob Ultra blows mine back. Look at all my hair. <laughs> Blew a lot of it. Ninety-five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, 95, yeah it was a gale force mm. win. 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbohydrates. It's Michelob Ultra Studio Sponsor here on TMA. Sign up for our trivia night November 11th at St. Gabriel the Archangel. All your salt and smoke and all your AB products. $45 a person. You can get a whole table and uh, hang out. Who knows? Maybe we'll be watching the doggies play. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Maybe we'll watching the Gers play. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I don't need know some what the TVs. Well, you know, Cal Kennedy's got that. Yeah. I think they have, a, like, a jumbotron there now for the, the grade school basketball oh, sure replays. Oh, yeah, with all the success. Yeah, they, they took the old one from Enterprise Center. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. right. They got one Can like you this. imagine how big that would be uh, in that In gym? a grade school gymnasium. <laughs> trying to get that one like the Dallas Cowboys have. <laughs> it takes Cover a, the whole city block. <laughs> so bright, you can't even really play <laughs> in the gym. Just to show St. Gabe's grade school sports. Thank you. Uh, people throw, how about this, Jackson? People throwing shade at Jackson are jealous of his life. He's an attractive young man with a budding career in a bustling industry. I got a problem with the in a bustling industry, but otherwise I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. And has an overall positive outlook on life. Also, he doesn't have a tubby wife and four kids with no retirement savings. Uh, um, <laughs> like that's Danny Tanner saying, saying that. I appreciate the uh, support, Danny Tanner. That's really cool of you. I don't think it's that serious. I think it's kind of the nature of the show is, is some ribbing. Um, and so I don't take it too seriously, but I do really appreciate Doug von Nirvana are watching. Mm-hmm. I do really watching our boy grow up, Doug. He's all grown up and yeah. he's all grown up. Nobody is unilaterally loved. Like, you're going to have detractors no, oh, no matter yeah. what industry you're in. If not, then you haven't really said anything. Right, exactly. If you, yeah. You're exactly right, Doug. That's and why you ain't going to make much money. Doug, who was it? Robert Sala who said, if you ain't, and he, and, and then, and then what rapper quoted Robert Sala? <laughs> Jackson. Uh, I, I think it's a, I feel like it's a Meek Mill song. Is that Meek Mill? If you ain't got no haters, you ain't poppin'. And he stole that from the Jets head coach. Right. Who, yeah. Okay. If you ain't got no haters, you ain't poppin'. I think that's Meek Mill. Yeah. No, uh, I can't remember. Like who Rico was Ritchie. I'm still was Rico Ritchie? I'm still wondering about if your hair can come out because the wind's blowing too hard. Is I it, think if you're wearing a hair hat, heads Then up. it could, but is heads it possible up. that like a hurricane wind could pull the hair right off no, your head? I wonder head? on that. I wonder on that. At some point, I guess it Yeah, you would have would. to think, I guess. There's a thing called, like, tension 
receding hairlines where if like you hold your hair back like you like wore a man bun or put a lot of tension mm. on your hairline mm. by pulling your hair back, you can start to recede. Really? Yeah. Oh, I used to do that. I believe that's what happened to me, for real. I had long hair, and I wore a cap the same as I do now, a hat down low, and I recall it, like, stretching my longer hair back, and then, for real, a year later, I started to lose my hair. That's serious. Now, my huh. dad is bald, but my two brothers have full heads of hair. So I truly think that that played a role in it. Yeah. And then I just, once I started thinning, I'm like, I'm not going to mess around with this crap. There's I no one in my it. family that had even thinning. Is that right? Yeah. It just came from the shallow end of the gene pool is all. Yeah, I wore a hat every day in my life. You're rolling good, though. You got yeah. the metabolism. You got the her. You got the hog. And the wisdom. That's right. I wouldn't mm. say, I wouldn't say anywhere. You had a big 8 o'clock hour yesterday, play hog. lousy with wisdom. <laughs> Held off in the end with the text of Tommy, but yeah, I did have a strong 15 minutes. Yeah, but segment. that had already happened. You were just telling an anecdote. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah, a great anecdote at that. Jackie boy, you and I have always been in lockstep on movie opinions, with the exception of Barbie. But I still think you should do a little post-show movie podcast every other week. Would love to hear it. It's from Dewey Oxberger. I'd be down. I just can't. Like, I, I need someone with me. You know, I can't have. I can't just be like talking to myself. You don't want to break down a movie. I don't think that'd be very you. listenable. I don't think that'd be very listenable. Did you give Barbie a good or bad? I liked Barbie. I was good. I really liked it. Yeah, I thought it was I, funny. I love Ryan Gosling. The, I love the, Margot Robbie. I thought the Will Ferrell part of them chasing around the office was a little weird. <laughs> I, I would say that was my least favorite part of it, but I, I did enjoy the acting. All the media buzz kind of died down in a hurry, didn't it? There uh, for a while, everything was Barbie. Everywhere you went, it was Barbie, Barbie. Well, yeah, Barbie. it's the highest grossing gone. movie of the year. It was the best marketing campaign of any movie of all time, Doug. You it cannot argue that. Because even Oppenheimer did, yeah, both of them tag teamed together on it. Yeah, that was smart play. Barbie made $1.4 billion. Damn, Gina. Yeah. That's why you don't hear about it, because they're already at the bank. Cash checks. <laughs> and, uh, what's the Taylor Swift movie made yet? Oh, uh, let's take a look, Iggy. I think the I saw Ares, 150 million as of Ares tour, box office. It's pretty long, so that's gonna hurt its numbers. Um, it's probably got a lot of relationships. 129 so far domestic. Oh yeah, that ain't gonna get it done. It hasn't been out very long, has it? Uh, two weeks. Oh yeah, you're done. That's it. I mean, that's good. Peace. Get yeah, it's. I mean, it's Nicki Minaj numbers maybe, but. <laughs> Minaj had a docuseries. But that's just domestically. I don't know what the worldwide numbers are. But yeah, currently buck twenty nine. Pitbull's Mr. Worldwide. He is. Dolly. Dolly. Is that a dog name? You know, what Richie... does that mean? That's your guy. I figure you know what it means. I don't know. Cool. Dolly? I think it means okay. Isn't he saying darling? No, I thought Dolly. It was da oh. Span I'm pretty sure it's Spanish for okay. I remember Little Romeo in MTV Cribs. He had a dog named Dalla. I remember that very vividly. Huh. Mm. Oh, it means go ahead. Go ahead is what Pitbull's telling us. Go and ahead, spell King. the word that he's saying? D-A-L-E. Dale. 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 <laughs> I always thought he was saying darling. Dolly. Rangers are going to the World Series. Yeah, I actually watched that. that. I did too. I saw the game was three nothing in the first inning, and I realized this may sound results oriented, but I did bet it in the moment, and I went, "I know Max Scherzer is not Max Scherzer of 2019 or previous years. I mean, hey, that's going to happen. Plus, he's not fully healthy, and he was the starter. The Astros had to go into their bullpen, and it's going to be balls to the wall. And I thought. 
God, I bet the over-under is probably like 17 and a half or something because it's 3 nothing, and the Rangers still have two runners on base or one runner on base, one, one, one or the other. And the total was 12 and a half live. And I was thinking to myself, am I missing something here? It struck me as one of the most obvious live bets that I have, have seen. It, it, now, I, I guess it wasn't. It didn't, like, blow it away. But uh, you knew once you saw what was going on there in that ballpark and that the Astros are going to their bullpen in a situation like that, that that total needed to be a hell of a lot higher than that for me to even think about it. So I pulled the trigger immediately. I would have thought also that the Astros would have scored more than four runs. They certainly had some opportunities, but to the Rangers' credit, they were able to escape those jams. And so the Rangers will try to capture their first world championship, Doug, of course, having their hearts broken right here in Mm -hmm. St. Louis, Missouri, home of the best fans in In baseball baseball in 2011. What's up, D-Freeze? They didn't just beat the Astros. They just stomped them a new mud hole of <sighs> game six and seven, nine to two and 11 to three. And I'm so happy to see Houston lose. Oh, yeah. Thrilled about that. I love Dusty Baker, though, too. He wasn't involved with that. I kind of like him. He was uh, very accepting. He said, sometimes you lose a game, sometimes you just get beat. We got uh-huh. beat. Better pitching, better hitting. What are you going to do? I hate it. But I like Bruce Bochy. We got beat. Yeah. Okay, well, sometimes that's the way that it is. And I'm sure Cardinal fans love seeing another player having a Huge series. Got 15 RBIs. 20 so far in the postseason. 15 just, in the series. Just in that series. Yeah. You see the ball he hit and stood there and admired it at home plate, and then it hit off the wall. It wasn't even a home run. He got a single on it. And then promptly, well, stole, then promptly, promptly stole second stole, base. Yeah, like who cares what but he does at this I point? I mean, it's the it's game seven. You can't run out a ball that you hit. I love You're it. You're so into yourself that you can't hit it and run. I love it. I love the passion. I love You love not running out of ball that doesn't leave the park? Yeah, I saw Yadier Molina do it for 15 years, bro. I didn't hear one complaint about it. I I did. I don't know. I know, but I'm just saying I'd rather see a guy that's productive and getting a single than whatever the hell the Cardinals have been going on for six or seven years. Like, I just appreciate really good baseball and players that have passion. Well, I appreciate passion, too, but that's just flat-out hot-dogging. That's just showboating. That's selfish hot-dogging. I don't appreciate that. In Game 7, what if what if they lost by a run? And he didn't bother to run because he thought, I hit one out of the park. I'll just stand here. Well, probably he didn't at, hit it out of the park. Well, we're probably looking at the team and go, yo, I had 15 RBIs. What the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> I don't think he thought You want to blame through. a guy with 15 RBIs if they lose by one run? Whatever. I'm not, no, it does uh, I'm not mad at you. I'm just saying, in general, I think people should enjoy that, embrace that. I mean, we love the Jose Bautista two-minute, like, grandstanding, you know, jock-itching home run try. Well, he did indeed hit it out of the park. This wasn't a home run. I'm fine with it. I mean, like I said, I watched Yachty do that constantly. Speaking of Yadier Molina, there is some news this morning on Yadier Molina and the (laughs) St. Louis Cardinals. We'll have that story coming up (laughs) in the 8 o'clock hour, even though it's 8.35. This is TMA from the Michelob Ultra Studios.